This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. The gifts, the more people they believed it to be, was their generosity would bring good fortune in the year for them. So they would give gifts because they believed that they would receive the generosity back. Then obviously, at Christmas time, the wise men brought gifts, didn't they? What did they bring? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And even the shepherds brought their sheep. People give gifts as a sign of celebration and of thankfulness. And then, of course, we've got St. Nicholas, the inspiration behind Santa. Did you know, by the way, we can't call him Father Christmas anymore? Did you know that? It's not gender neutral. So there you go, it's Santa. Anyway, a fourth century Christian bishop was St. Nicholas, and he brought, uh, he was known for his kindness and generosity because he often handed out gifts to the poor children, and that's of course where we get Santa from, and that's why we have Santa today. But of course, it's much more complicated today than it was for the wise men, wasn't it? Yeah? They didn't have to fight the crowds in the shopping arcades, did they? They didn't have to go online in the online crashes. They didn't have to, like, what is the toy that I have to get? It was a lot, lot simpler. I don't know, trust you, even the last month, you can never find a car space. No. It's like ridiculous. Everybody just goes mad. So the wise men didn't have the hassles that we get today. So I just want to show a video of some of the hassles that you might face at Christmas <laughs> if you haven't got the toy. <laughs> Every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have. I want the Turbo Man accent figure with the arms and legs that move, and the Rocky Horror Jetpack, and a Blue Racer. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare. I'll get that toy. I promise. Whoa! Remember like waiting till the last minute, Alex, sir? Especially on Christmas Eve. of the Flintstones. Don't open it! No, no, no! Of course, there's uh, some assembly required. Who are you guys up? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad. I work for the post office and I'm unstable! Tell him! This man is totally insane. Thank you! Christmas comes but once a year. Jingle all the way. 
the wrong day. Have you seen that film? Yeah? Have you been that father? Yeah? Chasing down that last toy. I remember when you're going virtually all over Wales looking for um, uh, DSs because they all the girls wanted a specific colour each and I'd left it too late and I had to go everywhere looking for these coloured DSs. So yeah, we all get those stresses, don't we? So this Christmas, this morning, I want to talk to you about gifts. But one in particular gift. And you're all going to think, well, I know the story of Christmas. I know what gift you're going to talk about. But stay with me because this message is literally for every single one of you. John 3.16 said, for God so loved the world that he gave. gave. 2 Corinthians 9 in the Amplified Version says, now thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, which is precious beyond words. So if you allow me this morning, I'm going to take you back to basics and I'm going to talk to you about the precious gift that we have been given to us, particularly at Christmas. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about that this morning. And if you're already thinking, I'm a Christian, I know about this gift, this isn't for me, keep your ears peeled because it is. So first of all, what is the gift? You know, the gift God offers to us is, is Jesus Christ. We can know him as a friend, we can have a relationship with him, and we can be loved by him. It's the greatest gift that you can have. Do you know what? Your children on Christmas Day, as much as they will love opening their presents, ripping open, seeing what they, they have, that isn't the best gift you can give them. <coughs> What's the best gift you can give your family? Love. Love, it's you. It's you. Your children will never look back and regret not having it, yes? Or, well, they might do at the time, but in the long term, they won't look back at what they didn't have, but they might look back and think they didn't have you. Children's biggest regret sometimes is that they haven't got the family around them. They never felt loved. And the same way God's greatest gift to us is the relationship that we can have with Jesus Christ. His love and his care, his time and his attention, his commitment to always being there for us when we need him, his commitment to protect us, his commitment to guide us, and his commitment to provide for us. You know, Ephesians 2 said, you were saved by faith in God who treats us better than we ever deserved. This is God's gift to you. So let me take you back to where it all started and why we need this gift, in case you're not sure why. You see, God created us to be with him. But when Adam and Eve went against God's wishes by eating that fruit that they were told not to eat, then sin entered the world, disobedience entered the world, and it immediately separated mankind from God. Notice I didn't say it separated God from mankind, it separated us from God. It put that rift between us, made us in a way step one step back. And it's never been the same since. From that time until now, humanity has attempted to overcome this rift and overcome sin by doing good things. God clearly states, though, that the punishment for sin is death. And so the only way that we can be reconciled back to God and have the relationship with God that we deserve, because that's what God intended. Yeah, we don't deserve his love. You know what I mean by this? But where God can put us back to where it should be. So the only way we can reconcile to where we should be is through death. Matthew 1 says, when the angel came 
to Joseph to explain what was going to happen. He said that Mary would give birth to a son, that they would call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So because Jesus was born, lived a sinless life, he was God's son, and he subsequently died, our sins are paid for entirely. Well, I thought I might get an amen to that. Because Jesus died, he lived a sinless life and he died for you, your sins have, been, have gone entirely. It's as if you have never ever sinned, meaning that you can have the relationship that God always intended for you to have with him, you can have it because of the gift of Jesus Christ. This gift, it loves you. It accepts you. It cares about you. It hasn't forgotten about you. This gift is made for you and therefore knows you. This gift sees you. When you're high on the mountaintops and you're enjoying life, it also sees you when you're at your lowest. This gift won't abandon you. It won't abuse you. As we've sung this morning, it'll never forsake you. This gift provides for you. It looks out for you. It holds your hand. It restores you. This gift helps you. It heals your pain. It gives you hope and a future that you've dreamt of. This gift is perfect. You belong to this gift. And this gift is longing to belong to you. You see, in Luke 2, when the angels told the shepherds of Jesus' birth, they said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For that is born as a gift to you, the Saviour who is Christ the Lord, you shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. You know, I love that idea of a baby wrapped like a present that you might find underneath the tree. Jesus was wrapped in love for you this morning. Now, on Christmas Day, I don't know what it's like in your house, I hear lots of stories and I admire these families, to be honest, where, you know, I open a present, you open a present, they open a present, and it goes round in circles, every opening one present, and maybe one present before dinner, and then another present after dinner, and all this type of stuff. I heard one this week who kind of paced it, where they open a present like every hour and a half through the day to make the day last longer. Is that what it's like in your house? In our house, Ben Mind there's like five of us, in our house, Christmas morning, and even though they're older now, it's just as bad. The doors fling open, everybody goes in, grabs their presents, there's paper flying everywhere, everybody's, oh look, oh look what I got, oh look what I The place is a mess, you can't see the carpet, and Christmas is over and done within about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's Christmas Day with us, because the excitement of opening the present. I can guarantee you that there is never, ever a present left underneath that tree. Ever. Even the dogs have presents. And they devour theirs in seconds too. <coughs> But this gift that I'm talking to you about this morning, lots of people do lots of things with it. And that's what I want to run through with you this morning, if that's okay. So the first thing people do with it is they refuse it. Who refuse a gift? There are times where sometimes you feel you have to refuse a gift, isn't there? Sometimes somebody will give you a gift, you're like, I can't take that, it's too much, or I'm not deserving of it, or whatever excuse you give. And that's the excuse sometimes people give for not receiving this gift. They don't know what's in it. They don't take the time to find out what's in the gift. 
They don't take the time to find out if it's useful, if it's needed, if it's relevant. They just brush it off. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Then there are other people who think, oh, that's too nicely wrapped. That's too good for me. I can't have that present. I don't deserve this present. Give it to somebody else who's more deserving of it. This isn't for me. Do you know what? The present, it's got your name on it. Oh? It's got your name on it. You. It's your present. God has given this present to you. John 3, 16 says, this is how much God loved the world. Or let's change it. This is how much God loved you. He gave you his son. His one and only son. So that you don't need to be destroyed. By believing in him, you can be whole. And you can have a lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger at you. Telling the world how bad you are. He came to help you. He came to put you right again. And if you trust in him, your sin is acquitted. There's a gift underneath the tree this morning. I'm giving you this gift this morning. It has your name on it. Are you going to leave it underneath the tree? Unwrapped? Just sitting there for somebody else? See, the other thing you can do with this gift is you can accept it, but you can abuse it. When uh, Philip and I got married, a good friend of ours, and I think he's told you this story before, um, a good friend of ours bought us a really expensive food processor. Have you heard the story? And we put the food processor on top of the fridge in our kitchen, and I'm not a cook by any stretch of the imagination. Unless it goes in the microwave and takes four seconds, I'm done. So this food processor was on top of the fridge for a long, long time. And our friends visited us, because they lived kind of far away, and they visited us after a while, and uh, obviously saw it on top of the fridge, and Philip was in the kitchen making a cup of tea, and Paul just said to him, uh, how's the food processor going then? And Philip's like, yeah, good, really good. Ruth loves it. I said, oh, okay. So, he says, uh, use it lately? Philip making a cup of tea, yes, yeah. <laughs> Philip turns around. Paul is holding the flex with no plug on it. Because I had never used the processor at all. The only use for it had been we needed that plug for something else. You see, what is the point of having a gift if you're not going to use it? And so many people accept the gift of God's love, accept Christianity, but they don't use it. They don't get to know it. They don't get to understand it. And what they do is see is like, oh gosh, it's Sunday. Oh, right, hang on. I better get my gift out. It's Sunday. I've got to go to church. They go to church, then they come home, they put the gift back in the cupboard. Right, it's Monday morning now. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, I feel tired this Sunday, I'll stay in bed. Monday, Tuesday, next Sunday. Oh, gosh, it's Sunday. I better get my gift back out. I've got to go to church. Oh, pastor has phoned me. Oh, quick, get the gift out. Pastor's phoned me. I've got to look good. We use the gift when it suits us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We use God and abuse God in a way by saying, I'm ill today, so I'll pray. Yeah. I'm not ill tomorrow, so I won't bother. Mm. I'm feeling lonely today, so I think I'll go to church. Next Sunday, oh, I've got a better offer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We use and abuse the gift that God has given us when it suits us. Now, I spoke a while ago about Samson. That's exactly what Samson did. 
God gave him certain things he had to do and he abused it every step of the way and God still stayed with him until the very end where God was like, you know what? I'll give you what you want. If you don't want a life with me, I'll give you what you want until you realise what that really means. If you're not living your best life, it's probably because you're not living your God life. Isaiah 26 tells us people with their minds set on God will be kept completely whole. Steady on their feet because they keep at it and don't quit. Depend on God and keep it at it because in him you have a sure thing. Don't abuse the gift, guys. The gift is underneath the tree. If you're going to abuse it, don't take it. It doesn't quite work like that. You know, Andrea spoke a few weeks back and she reminded us that if God isn't Lord of all, he ain't Lord at Lord at all. The second way we can abuse it is by taking the gift. Not putting it in the cupboard. We've actually got it out this time. We've actually read our Bibles. We actually pray. We go to church. Even attend life group. Oh my gosh, I'm doing really well now. You know, a couple of years back, the girls, uh, in case you don't know, and if you don't know, you're living on another planet. I like photographs, <laughs> just in case you didn't know. And uh, if wherever we are, I take selfies, I record who's with me, because I love to look back on it. It is purely for my own benefit, because I will, if you ask my family, sit sometimes strolling through Facebook, just kind of, oh, look what I did this time last week, or look what I did this time in three years ago. I love it. Absolutely love it. And you know, the precious thing about photos, now that my dad's gone, as well as my memories, obviously, but it's the only thing I've got. And that's why photographs have always been, not just now, always been so precious to me. So a couple of years back, they bought it as a joke. In fact, it's in my bag now, actually. I should have pulled it out. Selfie stick. Who's got a selfie stick? Yeah, you got a selfie stick? So the selfie stick, what it does, because who knows, nobody's arm is long enough to take a proper selfie. Yeah. Nobody, is there? Not even James. No. Because what happens when you do a selfie with your arm? You go like this, can you? And then you go by five chins, because you're like this, taking a photograph. So with the selfie stick, so you can hold it up and you can take a good, well, goodish, decent photo with a selfie stick. But you see, what happens with a selfie stick is that you could abuse it, can you? I could use that to hit people with or whatever. Yeah? You've got to use it properly, don't you? Well, you never know. Perhaps it'd be better used it in somebody in my family with it, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, the, the selfie stick was much embarrassing for everybody else, but I loved it. But you've got to use it properly, haven't you? And that's the whole thing with Christianity. You've got to use it properly. Yeah. You see, we can attend church, we can read our Bible, but we become, to a degree, and I think this has happened a lot, of course not in ABC, is it? We can become consumer Christians. We do the right things, we say the right things, we carry our gift around, we don't put it in the Bible, but we're not really using the gift properly, and therefore we are abusing the gift God has given you. John 5 uh, there's a story of Jesus healing a lame man but oh my gosh did he make a mistake because God healed this man on the Sabbath or oh, my life and the religious leaders actually missed the whole point of the meaning of the gift 
You see, in verse 10, <coughs> excuse me, in verse 10, they say, you can't carry that mat on the Sabbath. So Jesus had healed somebody who'd been lame for many, many years and told him, come on, get up. You're fine now. Grab your mat, go home, go tell everybody. And the leaders, all they saw was this guy carrying his mat on the Sabbath. How dare they? Instead of celebrating the miracle, they concentrated on the mat. An abuse of the gift. And too many times we abuse the gift because we concentrate on the mat instead of on the miracle. Let me give you some examples. And maybe this is you. We had a fun day last Saturday. We had lots and lots and lots of people from the community here. The person who concentrates on the map would be the one who says, oh, they haven't set the chairs up properly this Sunday morning. I don't care who was here yesterday. My chair's not in the right place. The person that concentrates on the map is that when we have visitors in, Matt, map, on the mat, that when we have visitors in, that like, yeah, but they're in my seat. I always sit there. I don't like sitting that side of the church. I like sitting this side of the church. But they're in my seat now. Oh, I didn't like the worship this morning. Oh my gosh, they didn't say anything I liked. Joy to the world. That's not the original. How dare they change the words? I like the original. I'm just going to say, I'm not even going to sing it. Oh my gosh, it was freezing in church this morning. I, 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 can't, I can't do church if it's, it's going to be freezing. It's freezing. It's too warm. It's too quiet. It's too loud. Somebody's in my seat. Somebody's moved my seat. Oh my gosh, where's my cushion? Can you see what I'm trying to say? I'm not saying don't tell the leadership that there's a problem, if there's a problem. By all means, come and tell us. But when you concentrate on the map, what you do is you don't tell us, you talk amongst yourselves. You're concentrating on the mat and you are missing the miracle that's right in front of you. How often do we hear people saying, I don't feel God moving in church. I don't see this, I don't see that, I don't see the other. Do you know why? Maybe because you're looking at the mat instead of looking at the miracle. If we are going into 2020, if we are going to take this community for God, we have got to stop picking poles in people carrying the mat and start concentrating on the real gift of Christmas and the real miracle. And this is everybody. Yeah? Yeah. I concentrate on the mat sometimes far too much. And needless to say, so do you. Let's stop concentrating on the map. Matt (laughs) and the map. Let's stop concentrating on anything else other than the miracle of the gift of God that he's given you today. Matthew 6 says, but more than anything else. Do you hear that? More than anything else, more than moaning about the temperature, more than moaning about your seat, more than moaning about the coffee's too cold, more than moaning about what she's wearing or what she's not wearing, more than anything else, puts God's work first and do what he wants. Then the other things will be yours as well. The last thing we can do with a gift, which isn't a recommendation, by the way, or a suggestion, it's a command. We should be sharing it. You see, when we share things or recommend things, it's because we have had a good experience of it, we've enjoyed it, we find it useful, we find it supportive, whatever. But when we recommend things, it's because we think 
that you are going to enjoy it as well and that you benefit from it as well don't we yeah. we recommend holiday destinations we recommend restaurants we recommend selfie sticks Sharon and Malcolm are off to Iceland. Yeah. I got loads of recommendations yeah, yeah, because yeah. I loved it and I want them to love it. Yeah. I want them to experience what I experienced when I went to Iceland last March. So I will go and tell them whether they like it or not. <laughs> I am gonna tell them where they need to go, what they need to see. Why? Because I've experienced it, I absolutely adored it, and I want them to have the same. Yet, this gift that God has given us, that we say is the best thing since sliced bread, that we say is all we need, that we say is everything that we support us, protect us, everything that I read, yet what do we do? This is my gift. This gift is personal to you. It has your name on it. It is personal, but it's not exclusive. Are you hearing me? It is not exclusive. If we are going to win our community in 2020, if we are going to create the church and the community and the life that God wants for this town, we cannot keep the present to ourselves. 1 Peter 4 says, God has given each of you a gift. Use it to help each other. So all get in on it. Let me read that again. God has given each of you a gift. Use it to help each other so all get in on it. Stop being selfish, guys. You've got this great life. You've got God. You've got a protector. You've got an eternity. Don't be selfish. Don't keep it to yourself. See, Jesus said, if you give, you will receive. Your gift will be returned to you in full measure, pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more. We need to be constantly sowing seeds of love, sowing seeds of encouragement, sowing seeds of hope, sowing seeds of healing and blessing in other people's lives. When did you last share the gift? And I'm not just talking about somebody saying something to you, oh yeah, I'm Christian. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. That's not sharing. Sharing is where I have a pack of sweets and I go, do you want one? Sharing is where I've been to Iceland and I say to Sharon, oh, I've been there. Do you want to go here? Do you, you volunteer. It's intentional. You make the first step. So when was the last time you intentionally shared the gift with anybody else? I've asked Karis to come and sing. And while she does, I've got a gift for you. The gift is the gift of Jesus. And I'm giving it to you this morning. What I'm going to ask is that Sarah's going to bring the gifts around. Don't be tempted to open it when Paris sings. Don't be tempted to open it. Just hold it in your hand. But it's the gift of Jesus that I'm giving to you this morning. And when Paris finishes singing, I'm going to run through just the last couple of things. So please don't open it. Just hold it in your hand and accept the gift this morning. In every sound we see. 
here for you, for this church, for this community. You know, we're on a bus and we are headed in a particular direction as the leadership of this church. And you're taking a seat up at the moment, which is brilliant. But dare I say, I might get sacked after this. Dare I say, do you want to go the same way we're going? Do you want to head in the same direction that the best is heading? Because if not, you're taking up a seat. If you've taken the gift and you're shoving it in a cupboard, you're taking up a seat. If you've taken the gift but you are more than happy to be concentrating on that mat. You're taking up a seat. If you've taken the gift and you're hiding it in your pocket because this is your gift, you're taking up a seat. And where we are at with a world that is dying, in a world that needs God, we can't afford for you to take up our seat because there are people who really, really desperately need that seat. So today, two weeks before we head into 2020, and with maybe no other possibility to make a significant decision because we're into Christmas and the festivities and the carol services and whatever from now on, are you going to make today significant? Karis is going to sing that song, or a bit of it, one more time. And while she does, that's when I want you to open the gift. But there are conditions. Please, please hear me. If you've never received the gift of God's love, if you don't know him as your friend, then the gift that you are holding in your hand is for you. It has your name on it. When Karis sings, only open the gift if you really want to have a relationship with him. If you don't, then leave it on your seat. It's not a problem. You won't be judged. If we have an open presence on the seats, it's not a problem. But you need to make a significant decision. And if it's no, it's fine. But if it's yes, then it comes with a life that when this box is opened, would be just amazing for you. So only open the gift if you really, really want to know more about the relationship with God. Secondly, if this gift is in your hand and you are the second person who does abuse it, you pull it out when you're ill, you pull it out when you feel sad, you pull it out when it's Sunday, you pull it out when you think it makes you look good, but then for the rest of the time it's in the cupboard, then this gift is for you as well. It has your name on it. But when Karis sings, only open it. Please, only open it. If in 2020 you were gonna say, do you know what God? You've got all of me. From the minute I wake to the minute I fall asleep, You've got me on a Sunday, you've got me on a Monday, you've got me on a Tuesday, you've got me when I'm happy, you've got me when I'm sad, you've got me when I'm healthy, you've got me when I'm sick. I'm not going to put you in the cupboard anymore. 
you've got all of me. Only open a gift if you're saying that. Maybe you're the third lot of people who've accepted it, who do all the right things, say all the right things. You're a Christian through and through. But you are happy to be looking and concentrating on the mat. And you are missing your miracle. When Carrie sings, only open his present. If you are saying, God, today, help me to look past the mat and look at the miracle. Help me to change. Help me to be the person you want me to be. Help me to be positive. Help me to see the good, not the bad. Help me to keep my mouth shut, know the difference of when I should speak out and when I shouldn't. Help me to know who I should speak to and not be gossiping. Help me to not see the mat. Only open the box. If that's you. And then lastly, when Kara sings and you're holding the box and you're the type of person that keeps it in your pocket, you do all the right things, you say all the right things, you come to everything that church do, you don't criticise anything, you love it, you love it, you love it, but it's in your pocket. You carry it round, but it's in your pocket. There are lots of people in this world that need this gift. And the only way you can get this gift is if you share it with them. So the last lot of people only open this box, only open this gift when Carrie sings. If you are saying 2020 is going to be my year. I asked earlier, who have you asked, who have you shared this gift with recently? Let me be specific. Who have you asked to come tonight? Who have you asked to come tonight? We are putting on a Christmas concert not to entertain you, although it will be entertaining. We're putting the Christmas concert on not just so that kids can dress up in the nativity, but they will be dressing up in the nativity. We put it tonight on because we want more and more and more people to realise the gift of Christmas. That is what tonight is about. That is what the fun day was about last Saturday. So if it's your thing or not, you should be here. And if it's your thing or not, you should have invited somebody. So as Kara sings, and you're holding this box, only open it if you are willing to share the gift of God in the coming weeks. So you have your gift. As Kara sings, what are you going to do with it? This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.